Welcome to the Grace Point Church Podcast. I'm James Hicks. Pastor Ben Hill hoped to return this week uh, to Grace Point. Unfortunately, a death in the family prevented him from coming back this Sunday, so we'll look for his return very soon. In the meantime, we had a special speaker, one of our very own, one of our Grace Point Church leaders, Craig Hildebrand, brought a message this morning. Let's listen in. Good morning, Grace Point. Good morning. Good morning. Are you happy you're here today? Yes. No matter what you're suffering, no matter what you're feeling, regardless of the fact that I'm standing up here, we are having more than we deserve right now. God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. Uh, Ron and I agreed last night that I would come to you and speak to you this morning, mainly because Ron's not feeling real well. But uh, I relish the opportunity to be able to stand here with before you and share some of the things that are on my heart that the Lord has given me in just this short time uh, to prepare. This may not last long, uh, it'll last a little while, and I'll ask that you endure with me. Uh, if you have your Bibles, uh, my main focus is going to be on Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. But before we go there, I had a couple of random thoughts that I wanted to share with you, and uh, hopefully it'll have some meaning to you as uh, we face every day fresh and anew. So it's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ, he had his eye on us, had designs on us for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose he is working out in everything and everyone. So regardless of where you're at, the Lord has his eye on you. He's got plans for you. Don't give up hope. Continue on in your journey. Why are we here? What are we here for? Life is not an accident. You are not an accident. God has plans for us. God wants to be your friend. We see this in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve enjoyed the relationship they had with God as friends. Are you experiencing that close relationship with the Lord today? Do you feel that God is your friend? That's kind of a concept that is a little bit foreign to us because we think of God many times as this entity in the sky looking down and controlling or not controlling what's going on here on earth based on our emotion of the day. But you call him your friend. He wants to be your friend. So take him that way. Think of him as your friend. One that you could go to with all of your cares and concerns. One who cares about you and all of your cares and concerns. So it's a two-way street. 
We know he has a plan. We know he has a purpose for our lives. Life is a journey. I've used this before. A journey with purpose. Are you ready to become always ready for the next step on the pathway of your life? The pathway that will take you to eternity. This morning I was uh, talking to my son and uh, out of the blue he just, he says, toujours prêt. And I don't speak French. Maybe somebody here does. But what that means is continuously prepared. And it just came out of the blue. And I'd already titled my message as Always Ready. So continuously prepared, always ready. And this comes from a military background. And it's a patch that he had on his shoulder when he served in, in the Army. And uh, I thought that was somewhat unique in that that coincidence would occur. As Christians, we know there are no coincidences. Uh, everything that happens in this life either comes from God or from the world, Satan. And uh, in one we rejoice and in the other we have conflict. And uh, it's us that stand in the gap even today as part of God's plan to accomplish his purpose. So as it tells us in, in scripture that we are to put on the full armor of God that we may combat against the forces of the devil in this life. Life is a journey. Always be ready. Always ready. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 and 10. And I appreciate uh, Walt putting these scriptures up here for us. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. Do you see yourself in those verses in your life day to day? I see myself. Two are better than one. Sometimes three are better than two. We look at Pastor Ben as our leader, as our pastor, as our preacher, as our teacher, and yet when he's not available, we rely on others. And I find myself maybe not as second choice, maybe not even as third choice, but it's me that's here today for you. And I'm happy to fill that role. I'm not Pastor Ben, and you'll find as we speak today that I don't talk like Pastor Ben, and uh, uh, although we do things our way, I think we have something that we can share with you as we continue. It's important to have others you can rely on when needed. Verse 9 tells us that the work goes on and that with help, work becomes a little easier. 
So don't always try to just rely on yourself in work or in God's work, in ministry. Whatever you do, it's easier. Many hands make light work. A hard task becomes easy, easy when you have people that can help and assist you along the way. So you may not know everything, you may not be able to do everything, but what you can do can be beneficial. So don't be afraid to uh, rely on others to help you along the way. You don't have to be everything. I know I'm so bad to be the first to speak up because I know the answer. Or so I think. I've been accused of having a, an opinion on everything, and sometimes I'm right. <laughs> so, but as we counsel and uh, communicate with others, we find that, uh, in fact, that some of what we know blended with what some of they know comes out to being a good thing. And so don't be afraid to rely on others. The work goes on and there are people that may have a need at the most inopportune time. So, be always ready when called upon. You may be the only one to respond. So as we go about on life's journey, we will confront many people who have needs. And do we turn a blind eye or do we accept them in love and consider their state knowing that we could be in the same situation tomorrow? We should always have a tender ear, an attentive mind, and a loving heart for those that we encounter on life's path. Regardless of who you are or who they are, because we're all God's children. We all have needs. We all have wants and desires. And God is gracious to put people in our path when we need them to help us. And the least that we can do as brothers and sisters in Christ, is to reciprocate and give back what God's given us. Verse 10 emphasizes the importance of friends, the importance of being there when your friends need help. And I don't know if you're guilty or not. I know I have been. But when I see a friend stumble or fall, I become very judgmental. It's easy to say, you let me down. But true friends don't give up on each other, regardless of the situation. Friends are important. God didn't put us on, us, on this earth to just float around in our own little bubble. I think social media, the culture of the day, causes us to want to exist as independent entities, as if 
we had it all together. God didn't plan our life to be like that. If he had, he'd have put walls up between all of us. But instead, he put us together. He causes us to come together. The Bible tells us to not forsake to assemble together, to be a congregation, to be a group, to be a family, to love one another in the spirit of the Lord. So friendship is a very, very important thing. Relish it, cherish it, build it up, edify it, make it stronger. Consider others more worthy than yourself. And put yourself in their position, lest we become judgmental. Verse 10 says, pity the man, or as my children would have told me some years ago, pity the fool who has no friends because it is always at the most unexpected time that we really need a friend. We go through life solving our problems, taking care of business each and every day, making decisions that change the course of our life, our journey, our destiny, and then boom, something happens. And your knees are knocked out from under you and you find yourself in a position that you have no recourse of your own other than to rely on your friends. So when you think about those that you associate with, those people that you are surrounded by, the people you come in contact with each and every day that you call your friends, make sure that you, in fact, are a friend to them and that you would be willing, as even Jesus Christ was, to take on the role of those in need <coughs> and sacrifice even everything for them without asking for anything in return. So are we ready to do that today? Are we really willing to give it up, to do what's necessary, even when it's uncomfortable, even when it's unexpected, even when it's inconvenient. But show that true love that friendship generates, because truly you can't say you have a friend unless you love them in the way of the Lord. Sometimes a friend is hard to find. But be always ready to be there to help a friend that may have fallen. We all backslide from time to time. We all find ourselves allowing the world and the world's plans for us to overtake us. All of us are just safe sinners. And we're all still in the flesh and subject to the power of Satan and the forces of the air. So be careful because 
It may be you next that needs that true friend. And when you do, hopefully you've got a friend that you can rely on <coughs> to stand in for you and to supply what you lack and to give you the courage and the motivation to move forward in your life. Let's flip over in the New Testament to the book of John. And I'm in chapter 15. And it's the uh, parable of the vine and the branches. And these are Jesus' words that we're going to look at here. Uh, <clears throat> I'm only going to look at two verses. And we'll talk a little bit about that. But John chapter 15, verses 13 and 14. <coughs> Verse 13 begins, Greater love has no one than this, that one lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. Jesus here is giving us the link the connection between friendship and love. He says that if you're truly a friend, that you will love. It says that no one has uh, greater love than he would lay down his life for his friends. So, I find it a difficult concept to grasp for myself I don't know at that point what I would do or say. I know that I'm willing to give up for, for people that I consider my friends, my family, my church. I'm willing to sacrifice. I'm willing to do what I need to do uh, or what needs to be done to fill the gap uh, today even. I'm more than willing to come and share God's word, but to lay my life down? That would be a hard thing to do. But Jesus willingly went to the cross for our sins. There was no penalty that he faced of his own, only ours. And yet he said, I will take that upon me. I'll pay the price. I'll make the sacrifice, even unto death. And aren't you glad that he did? So that even today you can make that link between friendship and love. Verse 14 tells us if that we are to be counted a friend of Christ, we must be always ready <coughs> to obey his commands. It's another sticking point with a lot of people, myself included, that when we know what the Lord would have us to do, we decide that we're going to do something else. 
whether it's a call for service, a call for right living, a call for preaching, teaching, evangelizing, whatever you're being asked to do, do not consider that lightly. But it would be the desire of our Lord Jesus Christ that we, in fact, pay attention, obey, and do. So it falls us to get self out of the way, to ignore our comfort, our wants and our wishes. Boy, I wished I had that brand new truck. Well, maybe that's not the Lord's plan for you right now. Maybe the Lord's plan for you is to go to Zimbabwe. Boy, how about that? Maybe the Lord's plan for you today is to go next door to talk to your neighbor. Maybe it's to buy a Christmas present for a boy of generations. You just don't know. But when we have opportunity to be obedient, that's what we ought to do. We were all taught from an early age that when I say so, that's what you're supposed to do. When the Lord's not near as hard on us as our parents were from time to time, probably, but when he says, it's my desire that you would reach out and that you would care and that you would perform service. It's a coaxing. It's a request. But at the same time, it's a command. So, should we not pay attention? Should we not be willing to be obedient to what our Lord and Master would have us to do? I want to be a friend of Jesus. And he tells us that we must always be ready to obey his commands. Do you? Is that the desire of your heart? Is to be able to call our Lord and Savior friend? Always ready. Let's look at uh, 2 Corinthians. I know I'm flipping around a little bit, but that's part of the fun of having God's Word, is that you can move from one place to another with a thought. And I thank Celeste for the way she's taken us through the Bible in our morning studies, uh, moving us from one chapter and verse to another with a common thread, a common thought. And in fact, that's the way we should look at God's Word. Because it's not a chronological book to be read like a novel from uh, a prescribed beginning to a logical conclusion. But in fact, we're to wander. We're to peruse. We're to take it all in. And keeps it fresh, keeps it new, keeps it alive. I've said many times that 
The Bible's like the morning newspaper. It's brand new, it's fresh every day. You can read the same verses every day in a row and get a different message from those verses. So, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9 says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that you through his poverty may become rich. For our sake, Jesus was always ready to sacrifice everything for us. Consider that the God of creation, the God of this world, knew from before the beginning of time what you were going to do, what you were going to decide, what you were going to need, and even with all of our weakness and our uh, fallacy and all of our struggles, he is always ready to provide just exactly what we need at his own expense. It's not without effort. It's not without some turmoil that Jesus satisfies all of our needs. It's with effort. And as we help others along life's way, we're going to find that in order to take care of what somebody else's needs are, we're going to have to put ourselves out. <clears throat> it's not always going to be easy. Sometimes it's going to be very, very difficult. A very hard struggle. Costly in many ways. But at the same time, as Jesus did and does, be always ready to provide and fill that need. Jesus is a true friend because he is always ready to be a friend. And we can say we're a friend and then turn our back on our friends at the most necessary time for their need. Jesus doesn't ever turn his back on you. And therefore, we should never turn our back on our friends. doesn't matter where they came from, what they've done, or what they're going to do in the future. We should always be there for them. And hopefully, there's somebody there for you. Because all of us have fallen, are fallen right now, and will fall in the future. Just think about your life. Think about where you are today, even, and where you should be. Jesus is our friend. For us to be always ready, we must first have the love of Christ in us. And basically, I've said all of that to say this. And do you have his love in you today? Are you always ready to be a friend to others? That friend that can share counsel and even sacrifice for the needs of a friend. 
I want to be a friend. I want to be a friend to you. I want to be a friend to others. And that only comes from being a friend with Christ. Because Christ's love is to flow through us. And so can you count Jesus Christ as your friend today? Today is every day is the day of decision. We know this. We ignore it a lot of times. We say, well, no, not today. I don't have to make a decision today. But today is the day of decision, as is every day. The day to put aside our own selfishness and pride and vanity and all the things that we do to build ourselves up. Put that all away, put it aside, and look to Jesus. For it's from him that cometh our strength. We have nothing within ourselves that can see us through this life except Jesus. He is our rock. He is our salvation. He is our fortress. He is our strength. And without Him, there'd be no reason to face tomorrow. So, if you want to become always ready, then today is the day that you can make that happen. If you don't know Jesus, and I feel safe and secure in the fact that I believe everybody here today knows Christ as Lord and Savior. But if maybe you don't, or if you have doubts, or if you have something in your life that you need to deal with, let this be the day of decision for you. You know, John 3.16, and I know everybody knows John 3.16. I mean, that's one of the first verses that you get to memorize, right? Okay. But how often do you think about John 3.16 and what it says and what it means and the promises therein and the warnings it gives us? There's a lot more to John 3.16 than just a short little memory verse. John 3.16 says, very simply, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Promises, warnings, gifts, one verse, one short verse that basically describes everything you would ever need to know about your existence here and what you should be doing. Because surely when you receive good news, you should want to share good news. And it's been a long time ago that I first received the good news. And I know and I fall way short of sharing that good news with others. So we have an obligation, we have a responsibility to take that which
God has shared with us through His Son, Jesus Christ, who gave up everything that He had in heaven to come to this earth, live as a man, and then once again give up everything that He had here as a man for us. That's something worth talking about. That's something worth sharing. So today, the day of decision, are you ready to be always ready? Does your prep, don't know how to say it, but continuously prepare for your friends, for yourself, and for the rest of life. Listening to the Grace Point Church podcast. To listen to more sermons from Pastor Ben, you can subscribe to this podcast, watch past sermons on our YouTube page, or watch live on Sunday mornings on our Facebook page. You can also follow us on social media through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. All of these links are accessible on our website, www.gracepointsc.org. That is www.gracepointsc.org. If you like what you hear from the Grace Point Church podcast, give us a rating or comment on your podcast platform if they allow. For Pastor Ben Hill and Grace Point Church, I'm James Hicks. Thank you for listening.